Hello, I'm Tim Harris. This is Julie Harris, and this is Real Estate Coaching Radio. That's right. So make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you won't miss any future episodes. Thanks again for popping by. Hit that like button, and don't forget to leave your comments and questions so we can get right back with you. We will. Thank you for continuing to make our podcast, Real Estate Coaching Radio, the number one listened to podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. And let us know what you think about this video. Leave your comments below. Thank you. Three, two, one, and we are back. And welcome to day three. And what we're focusing on this week are the least effective to most effective real estate lead generation ideas. If you've not heard our first two days, please go back and listen to those two days because we do set up a a foundational set of agreements of what we are thinking about when we're, you know, essentially valuing these ideas from least effective to most effective. For example, is it going to be something that's going to cost you any money? That's going to, frankly, lean us towards the least effective, not because it doesn't work necessarily, but because there's ways for you to generate better, you know, essentially the same or better quality leads for free. So that's going to be something that's going to push a lead generation idea, in this case, higher on the list towards the least effective uh, source of lead generation. And another thing would be is whether or not it's very complicated or it takes a long time to master or, or it takes a long time to see results from all those things. So make sure you've listened to the first uh, two days. And just to let you know how many points you've missed, we've gone through 18 lead generation ideas so far. And now we're on point number 19 and we're working down the list towards number one and number one and really the top five are the most effective, the least expensive ways for you to generate primarily listing leads. Um, and I'm going to say that again. Stay tuned because, you know, points one through five really are going to be the most effective, least expensive ways for you to generate listing leads, which is what all of you guys can certainly focus on in this changing market. So Julie, without any further delay, let's pick up on point number 19. Yes. Again, working our way up the list from least effective to most effective. We are now on number 19, Boomtown, KV Core, and similar platforms. Now, These types of things are not that expensive to set up in the first place, but will cost more money to systematize, upgrade, and optimize. They also always require additional training. Your results greatly depend on the actual money that you spend on paid ads and the enhancements to those systems. That's it. That's the bottom line. Now, again, this is point number 19. Point number 19 means that it is effective, but it's not as effective, say, point number 12. Now, again, bottom line, Julie just said it. To make these things really work, you're going to have to start spending money to generate paid leads that then flow through your KV Core, Boomtown, or similar platform. And that's something that, frankly, not a lot of you guys have. You're not going to have the luxury of time to wait for something to work, to figure out how to make it work. To tweak it. To tweak it. Not to mention all the you know, the potential threat vectors, as we discussed yesterday, when creating your quote-unquote funnel. Julie and I use funnels on our own real estate coaching business. We are advocates of it. We teach you guys how to do it. But we don't want you primarily focusing on uh, essentially elaborate lead generation schemes when it comes to building your foundations or your core spokes and your lead generation wheel. And really, to, I was thinking about this before I hit record today, Julie. Mm-hmm. If you had to take listeners, so let's just imagine you have to take you know, five listing leads in the next 30 days. You have to take not just, I'll even make it even tougher. You have to take three listings in the next 30 days. And when you do, you get to you know be the richest man in the world, richest woman in the world. You get to essentially have all the things you've ever wanted in life and more. All you've got to do is take three listing leads in the next 30 days. How would you do it? Now you, you know, 
Think about it. How would you do it? And here's the funny answer. Having asked an iteration of that question a million times, I usually ask the question, what would you stop doing? So you have to take three listings in the next 30 days and you have a million dollars, you know, prize at the end of the 30 days just for having taken three listings. What would you stop doing? And people, agents are very quick to know where, and it's funny when you frame it like that, they're more than willing to admit that they know much, most of the things that they are lying to themselves about being uh, great sources of lead generation are not. And they'll instantly say, well, I'd stop doing, for example, this, and I'd stop doing that. Okay, great. So what would you start doing? And they'd say, well, I probably want to call a seller who had their listing just expire. Well, yeah, that would be a good idea. No, miraculously, they do know the answer. So <laughs> all of you do. But why don't you do it? Because it requires more skill and it does, and more skill around what to say and how to say it, but also more skill on how to deal with your emotions when you're doing the actual work. The things that are the least effective and most expensive, you guys listening to what I just said, least expensive, I'm sorry, least effective and most expensive are also the things that will be attracting most agents because it requires the least amount of skill. And, you know, that's for a reason, right? You're probably not going to get any objections from somebody who's, you know, not interested in transacting. That's true. And so as we move up the food chain to the most effective, understand that it's not like we're not, you know, pro uh, paid lead generation. It's not like we're not advocates of social media and all the rest of it. We want you to do that stuff. We want we we coach you and train you how to do it in Premier Coaching. We want you to understand where it should fall when forming your lead generation wheel. Julie, point number 18. Point number 18, your professional sphere of influence. Now, this is different than your past client uh, database. This is your professional sphere of influence. People like mortgage people, loan originators, title company managers and closers, home inspectors, stagers, closing attorneys, estate sale contacts, consignment store owners, plumbers, painters, carpenters, electricians, anyone who fixes your inspection problems. These are your professional sphere of influence. Usually this list is a lot longer when you start thinking about it. Many agents don't take this seriously, but think of all the people who actually make money from your transactions or could potentially make money from your transactions, your professional sphere. Now this only works. This is inexpensive. All you have to do is talk to them and not be a secret agent. We coach you in Premier Coaching about those conversations and actually ask for business. For example, let's just take the mortgage loan officers, for example. How many people did they pre-qualify or even better yet pre-approve this week who actually are not in contract yet and maybe haven't even started looking? How many of them should be working with you? Well, you don't know if you don't actually talk to your loan officers about that. Same with, you know, title companies, they know about for sale by owners. They know stagers. They know transaction coordinators. They're a good resource. Home inspectors. You know, some of our deals came from the sprinkler guy because he was in the neighborhood all the time. He knew what was going on. So inexpensive can be effective, but it's not higher on the list because it's not particularly predictable. So why is it point number 18? Julie just said it because it's not predictable. It's not duplicatable. You cannot every day wake up knowing for sure that you're going to generate a motivated, say, for example, listing lead from your uh, professional centers of influence. Now, do we uh, want you to do it? Yes. Do we want you to think and pin all your hopes on it and, and think that it's one of the primary spokes on your lead generation wheel? No. Your primary spokes on your lead generation wheel will always be, if you really want to build a strong wheel that's really going to you know, last the ages, that's really going to create consistent lead generation sources for you where you can make consistent money, uh, 
this all makes sense, hopefully, to all of you. You're going to have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Hopefully, we are explaining to you why as we go through all these, I think, most uh, talked about sources of lead generation. Now, point number 17 is also a very, it's a great idea, but it's not a consistent source of business. Julie, what's point number 17? Point number 17 is interesting, and I bet many of you have never thought about this, and that is assisted living care facility housing intake coordinators. Now, this is zero cost to you except for your time and a few meetings, follow-up calls, maybe some coffees. Uh, People pay for their assisted living care and housing expenses by selling their primary residence most times. So how do you do this? Again, more in-depth in Premier Coaching, but you're going to use your pre-listing package, have coffee with the coordinators, and offer to be a liaison to help with a smooth transition. I'll give you a quick example right out of our coaching clients. They use the regular pre-listing package that we teach them in Premier Coaching, but they'll add a few things like uh, one of the big issues about this is people don't know what to do with their pets if they're not allowed to take them to their assisted living. So uh, rehoming their pets, working with rescue networks, also estate sales. You know, most times people are selling a house they've had for 30 or 40 years and they're, they're dragging their feet because, you know, it's their family home. So if you can assist and become that liaison, now this is a longer relationship That's why it's not higher on the list, and you do have to consistently work this. But the coaching clients that we've seen have success with this have not just one assisted living housing intake coordinator, but they'll work with maybe five or six. They'll befriend them. They'll work with them. They'll work it into their regular communication and prospecting. When we used to live in Georgetown, Texas, which is just a little bit north of Austin, what we didn't know when we moved there um, is that Georgetown in all of the United States was one of the uh, biggest places for assistant living places. It was yeah. what was a uh, Sun Valley was there and all yeah. these others. Yeah. And um, what we thought that was extraordinary. Frankly, we were thinking about investing in some of the, the facilities that were being built, which were being built everywhere. everywhere. And we went in and we wanted to understand the business model. So we walked in, we talked to the different sales reps. We weren't selling real estate. So, you know, we were asking questions as if we were wondering what they did with their listing leads. And it's exactly what Julie just said. So that can be a good source of business for you, but you got to work it. You can't just expect to mail them a postcard or whatever, right. and then expect them to start sending business. You're going to have to build long-term relationships with Proactive. these guys and gals, and it's going to take time. And maybe you're in your market. It's not a viable uh, spoke. Maybe there's not a lot of those you know, assisted living places in your particular area. There's only a few, and chances are those few are going to have uh, agents that they're already sending business to. So choose accordingly. But again, a source of business, not a massively um, consistent source of business, or really something that's predictable and duplicatable. Predictable and duplicatable means every single day, if you choose to, you can wake up in the morning and you can set one pre-qualified listing appointment. Can't do that with really ideas one through really 16 at this point. And point number 16, Julie. Yes, that's right. So in this middle part of the list, I would say do do these things, but don't count on them. Don't make them your lead spokes, right? They're worth doing, but you can't hang your hat on it. Remember, so if you didn't listen to the first show, we keep on saying spokes, right? The first part of the series, spokes, the wheel analogy, it's very simple. You're building a bicycle wheel. One spoke makes your wheel very fragile. Your goal is to make an anti-fragile wheel, right? More spokes, stronger wheel makes sense. But you have to choose wisely the spokes you put on your wheel. So if the first spoke you put on the wheel is working with, you know, the previous point, which was, you know, assistant living uh, care 
facility housing intake coordinators. If you think that's going to be your, you know, that's going to be the horse you're going to ride into the horizon with. Well, that's a very, very fragile spoke and it's not going to be a consistent source of business and it should be one of your spokes, but probably not even one of your first five. Minor spoke. It minor spoke. Exactly. Point number 16, Julie. Okay. Point number 16, your own homeowners association. Almost all of you have this in one form or another. So here's your plan. Go to the meetings, bring value. You don't have to be on the board to get to know who's running the neighborhood. Do this with your own HOA first and then start attending any neighborhood HOA meetings where you have listings. Now, you might find out who's behind on their HOA dues. Sometimes this is an early indicator that they need to sell. Might be a good reason to be talking to people, networking with the people on the boards. Now, The only cost to you on this is your time. It can be effective assuming that you maintain the relationships and actually talk about real estate. In parts of the country, like for example, Manhattan, have a ton of clients in Manhattan, coaching clients have had over the years. In some of those cases, you have to actually let the HOA and it's called different things, right? And know that you're going to be putting your unit for sale. So what you're going to discover also is the HOA is going to know what units are coming for sale. Yes. Julie mentioned, here's another thought for you. Let's say you're down in Florida and there's a lot of people with VRBOs in a particular, uh, you know, homeowners association. And then that VRBO or that homeowners association is going to know which ones are um, essentially VRBOs. Most likely they're going to know they're going to have a list and you're going to be able to take that list. It's going to give you insight of who might be more motivated to sell, but understand this, this is not a predictable and duplicatable source of business. You can join the HOA, you can work your HOA, you can get access to information that would only be available to people in the HOA. That's just, it's just information. It's not going to be an actual verified, I want to sell my house it's type of lead. It's not predictable. It's not duplicatable. It isn't expensive though. It isn't expensive. If I don't say, I would not agree that going to HOA meetings isn't expensive. <laughs> I'd say Mentally, maybe. the psychological trauma is costly. But you guys get the point. Yes. But okay. So just a tiny spin off this. Uh, Many of our coaching clients work buildings, uh, high rise and mid rise buildings, and they have been very successful taking their upcoming listings to those boards. Why? Because usually people on an HOA are enthusiasts for the neighborhood or the building. And oftentimes they will sell another unit to somebody who has already invested in that, in that building, right? Maybe they're on the HOA, maybe they're not. But a lot of these buildings, you know, people start collecting different units. They upsize, they downsize, they get a better view, a higher floor, whatever. So it's valuable for that. All right. So again, we're working from the least effective to the most effective forms of lead generation. If you want a lot more drill down on each of these ideas, please remember you can join Premier Coaching for free. Just text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372 or simply go to premiercoaching.com. And again, you can join Premier Coaching right now for free and have full access to the first level of Premier Coaching. And that does include, listen to what your future coach is telling you. That does include a daily semi-private coaching call with one of your Harris certified coaches. That is included for free. So there's text the word premier to 47372 or just go to premiercoaching.com. Remember when texting message and data rates may apply. All right, we're moving on to the, again, from the least effective to most effective real estate lead generation idea, number 15. Number 15, neighborhood specific online media. Things like nextdoor.com forward slash the name of your neighborhood. As well as using Nextdoor for all of your listings, you can also use Nextdoor for finding homes to sell to your buyers, neighborhood-specific Facebook pages, neighborhood-specific WhatsApp groups. This is inexpensive and can be effective. Now, I would say randomly effective. 
post your just listed and just sold as well as wanted requests for your buyers. So this is kind of like now and then you're going to have little sorties into neighborhood specific online media. This I would not necessarily put as a standalone spoke. This is more of a support spoke to your existing business. But I have to say, I have had coaching clients tell me that what they're doing, I'll give you an example of, of what I mean by you know going in and using it now and then. Uh, I had a coaching client in Louisiana. She took a listing. She sold it right away. She had multiple offers. She posted on her neighborhood next door for that you know uh, neighborhood listing. She said, the good news is, sold it right away. The bad news is there's four other people looking in this neighborhood. Who's next? She got an immediate listing off of next door doing that. Again, this is the reason it's point number 15. It's 30 ideas of lead generation. That's right, Midland, because we do know if you work it correctly, you will generate leads from it. And they're also next door. I think they're selling ads now on next door. Angie's list sells ads, things like that. Uh, But at the end of the day, this is an effective way, but understand it is passive. You cannot essentially spend time or even money on a little ad on Nextdoor and really 100% know you're going to get anything from it. We don't like that for you. No. <laughs> we want you to spend your money and your time on things that will 100% get you a lead that will result in a closed transaction that will get you paid. That is our focus. Hopefully that's your focus well, that's as right. well. So is it worth doing? Yes. But can you absolutely count on it and call it predictable and duplicatable? No. But it is worth doing. You just have to know where it fits in your business. Okay, number 14, moving on up the list is probate. Probate is what happens when somebody passes away and their estate has to be sold. Usually the estate includes a house or houses. So uh, write down allthelead.com forward slash Harris for your probate lead resource, and they'll give you a discount in setting you up with that. So again, it's allthelead.com forward slash Harris. There is an SMS code for that too, but I forget what it is. So just go to allthelead.com forward slash Harris, and they will give you a discount. And really what probate is, and it's, obviously it depends on the state, right? Not all states handle That's it right. the correct way or the same way. But like if you're in California and you're in certain parts of California and you're not doing probate, you're missing a huge opportunity, probably assuming mm-hmm. it's not saturated with other agents, which in most markets it's not. And what really probate is, is like when someone passes away, the house goes through probate. And when it goes through probate, one of the things that the attorney is going to do is decide, you know, along with the family usually, but a lot of times it's just the, the attorney deciding who's going to get the listing. So what probate, and by the way, yes, of course, in Premier Coaching, we have an enormous amount of yes. coaching and training with videos and how to chase probate leads. Uh, matter of fact, the, the coach from all the leads has created coaching videos on Premier Coaching. That's right. Teaching guys who used the, to be one. The actual system to do it. Right. Who yeah. used to be one of our formal coaches, by yes. the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's his name? What's his first name? You just asked me. Oh, I caught her. It'll hit me in a second. Yeah, I know. Speaking of which. But oh, yes. So yeah. go to alltheleads.com forward slash Harris and learn how to work probate leads because then you're going to mm-hmm. discover um, you're going to get access to full information about who the attorney is, phone numbers, information on the scripts. house, scripts, everything you're supposed to say. And this has been one of probate. Again, it's number 14 on the list of, you know, 30 ish ideas. Probate for some of our coaching clients has become one of their top five spokes, depending yes. on how diligent they were. I remember Bill Bird, for example, yeah. you know, depending on how diligent they were about following up with the attorneys and, you know, you got to obviously work it just like you do everything else, but then you start getting consistent business from it. Yes. Now this is higher on the list specifically because the intent is there, right? There is a listing that needs to be sold. There is an executor of the state that has been, uh, 
you know, appointed by an attorney who has said this home will be sold. Now, this is point number 14 and a half. I missed it. No, but this is a really good point, Julie. You're just, you're actually, you're saying the exact right thing at the exact right time, as you always do. Uh, So probate, the nice thing about point number 14 and all the points that are after this, you're going to notice what Julie just said is true. The intent completely is changing. If you're, for example, you're back on point number you know, let's say 18, your professional sphere of influence, there's no real intent. There's no real, like you can't call up your plumber and he's not going to intentionally be looking for listing leads for you or have listing leads or not really in the listing leads or buyer leads. You You might not even be thinking about real estate today. There's no intent there. With probate, you're going to find real estate that needs to be sold. Our primary focus, and we're hoping your primary focus is always going to be on a listing uh, on the listing side of the business because everything comes from listings. Leverage comes from listings. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that you want in your real estate practice comes from being focused on being a listing agent. Probate and all of our points going forward are all going to be dealing directly with actual listings and buyers that want to transact. You're yes. not; it's not speculative. You're, the intent of a contacting an attorney. Uh, is to get the listing lead. The intent of all of our future points is specifically going to be getting leads. It's less speculative. Yes. It's more targeted. Hopefully that makes sense. And we're you, starting to see more skill here too. You said you had a point number a 14 point number and a half. number 14 and a half because that slipped past me. And that is real estate investor groups. Okay. So they're there specifically about real estate. Questions you might ask is who has homes they're flipping? That's a listing opportunity. What are investors looking to buy? Maybe you have that in your listing inventory or coming up. Who is developing new projects, listing opportunity? Are investors looking for land? Maybe you can bring them land and also develop with them. So again, the intent is there. We're there to talk about real estate. And your only challenge is finding those investor groups there online. You can use meetup.com. You can use Facebook groups for that. Uh, But again, the intent is there. Go ahead. So just to really confuse you, we're going to call this point number 13. And again, here's another way of using real estate investor groups. Uh, we've had a lot of coaching clients over the years that have done this as well. You find usually it's so funny how informal a lot of these investor groups, uh, they usually start on Facebook and then they'll end up meeting at like the local Starbucks or whatever, every Wednesday at 9am or whatever. So a lot of these guys are wholesalers or they're flippers. Mm -hmm. So they're the ones that will run ads. They're doing what's, you know, the, we buy ugly houses types where they'll look for houses where the owners want to wholesale. The owners will then, you know, contact them or sometimes the really good ones will go and knock on the door and ask if the person wants to sell the house type of thing. Well, 80% of the time, 90% of the time, the owner's going to say no because they don't like the they don't like the offer that they're receiving, but that doesn't mean that's still not a viable listing lead for you. So when you find these investors that are focusing on wholesaling and flipping, you're going to find a lot of times these investors or these real estate, you know, um, you know, some of them don't even have real estate licenses. That's it's un it's not uncommon at all for a lot of these people not to have Very real true. estate licenses. So ask them what they're doing with the leads that they generate, where the people decline the offer, and then you're going to create another source of potential business. The way to essentially win them over is when you come across somebody that wants to quote unquote wholesale their house, then you flip that to that potential investor. You're going to dig around on uh, Facebook primarily. That's where most of these little localized groups are hiding Mm -hmm. out. Do just some keyword searches on Facebook. You'll find them. Go go to Google. Do some keyword searches there. Ask your local board of association or your uh, your association of realtors. Ask them. You guys get the idea. Do some homework 
And then when you first start going to these events and we coach you up how to do this in premier coaching, just be there to listen, understand the jib jab. You got to listen to, you know, what the vernacular they use. If you're not familiar with that into the space. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, a lot of you are going to start discovering it's a hell of a great place for you to start building your own real estate portfolio. Yes. Yeah. There's, that's a great <laughs> idea too. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so real estate investors is point number 13. Now, why is it not higher up on our list? Simply because it's not a predictable and duplicatable source of business, but it's a hell of a lot better than cold door knocking. I think all of you will agree because you're dealing with people that are going to have been dealing with directly with prospective sellers, which are then going to be hypothetical listing leads for you. So Julie, hopefully I won't confuse you. Point number 12. Yes. Referral based companies. Now I do like this because there is absolutely a listing, sometimes buyers, but mostly listings. There will be a commission made. So that's good. It's real estate specific. I don't like it so much because that you can end up paying as much as 35. I think some reload companies are up to 41%. 43. In 43%. Some of them are 43. Yep. Yeah. So what are companies like this? Well, OpCity, UpNest, HomeLite, Clever. There, there's a ton there's of tons these. Of them. Tons of these. And they do range. They're not all 35 to 40%. Some of them, uh, has a, they have a sliding scale depending on the closing price. There's lots of different models to this. So the good thing is, Obviously, there is a deal to be done there. The bad thing is it is a fairly costly deal. Uh, the good part about this, though, is in some cases, especially with corporate relocation, the, the price tends to be higher. The listing price tends to be higher for executives. And it does give you a listing to work with. You can do all of the things we teach you in Premier Coaching. Just because it was a referral-based listing doesn't mean you're not going to monetize it like you would anything else. I think it actually puts more pressure on you to do more of the stuff so that you can spin off more business. And you, you know, your, your for sale sign doesn't say, hey, I paid 35%. It says sold. Then that gives you other activity you can do in the neighborhood. So there is a place for that. It's higher on the list because it clearly is a deal. Well, dealing with reload companies in particular, it is. I, do you have reload companies? Yes, you do. Yes. I won't step on um, okay. your future point. But yeah, so those... Referral-based companies, those can be a good source of business, but you really better be doing the math on how much you're going to be netting from that transaction. And you better use it for all it's worth when you take a listing you're paying like 35% of Yeah, and it's a lot, which, you know, that's going to be something that depending on where you're at in your career, you might want to consider doing that. But again, do figure in what your actual net from that transaction is going to be. Because if it's a buyer and they're, you know, looking for something that's going to require you showing them a lot of houses over a lot of time and you're having to pay a 35% referral fee and you're going to end up making like $5, well, you maybe don't want to work that lead. But it is, to Julie's point, clearly a motivated lead, but it's clearly very expensive. By the way, the reason it's expensive is because they're charging you for what, frankly, you should have been doing yourself was generating your own lead. So they're going to generate a lead. They're going to pre-qualify the lead and then they're going to sell it to you. And then they're going to make the margin because you were not willing to do it yourself. It's a lazy charge. <laughs> it's, it's a lazy, it's a lazy upcharge. What is? I'm just saying. All right. Point number, this is going 11. to be 11. Yes. Buyer and seller seminars. Now, there's two ways to do this. You can do it in person. You can do it online using Facebook Live or Zoom or some combination of that. So buyer and seller seminars. And again, this is something that we really drill down on in Premier Coaching. You can do a buyer and seller seminar together. You could do a home selling seminar. You could do a first-time buyer seminar. There's lots of different iterations of Investor, this. Investors. But again... People are going to your Facebook Live because they saw you talk about your upcoming first-time buyer seminar. They're there on purpose. They have self-identified as a potential buyer or seller, so that's good. Depending on your market, you might want to do a seminar on how to buy a short-term rental, right? I mean, VRBOs, there's a yeah. lot of people 
that are making a lot of money off short-term rentals. Uh, there's a lot of ways to lose money doing that as well. But I promise you guys, if you are in Florida, if you're in Amelia Island, exactly. If you're in any of these markets around the country where there's obviously a lot of vacation traffic, you're going to have a, a field day teaching potential buyers how to do short-term uh, rentals. But again, this is not as pre- Julie and I were debating where to put this on the list, yeah. you know, because it's not a predictable, duplicatable source of business, but it is something which we do like. If you did, for example, to Julie's point, if you did a presentation on Facebook, um, you can record that presentation and then you can set that to autoplay every Monday at 9 a.m. or whatever time it is. You can and- post it on YouTube. You can repurpose a lot of that. And we like efficient tools like that. I was thinking, going to ask you, uh, have you ever had anybody use Clubhouse to do a buyer or seller seminar? Not that that's an expensive way to It's a great idea. Well, it. but so you're touching on something. You can create, for example, it, this podcast. Julie and I can take this podcast hypothetically and we can load this up to Clubhouse. So we, we can all then take that. We can take this podcast. You guys know we do this and we then can make this podcast into a series of two minute videos that will then go on TikTok, will go on YouTube, will go on Instagram, will go on, you know, you guys get the point. So you can take one form of media and you can splice it and dice it and put it in a million different places. If what I just told you is making your head spin, I get it. It's not easy or simple to understand, let alone implement. That is the reason that the um, essentially the passive sources of lead generation require more time, more effort, more money, and are the least effective because everything I just rattled off will not guarantee be guaranteed to put a actual qualified lead in your pocket. Unlike you know the previous point where we're talking about referral based companies. So here's what we're going to do: we're going to level off for today. We're going to pick up on point number ten. Yep. 10 tomorrow. And so we're hoping to finish these points this week. Thank you for all the great feedback on this podcast series we're doing. Hopefully we're helping you guys to understand and frankly have a lot of clarity on what works and what doesn't and why when it comes to real estate lead generation. One of the things that absolutely does work that all of you should be doing is joining Premier Coaching. Text the word Premier to 47372 or just go to premiercoaching.com. If you're listening to us on YouTube, please do subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you for continuing to make this the number one list to daily podcast for real estate professionals in the United States. Oh, and another little surprise we found out uh, late last week. We were named the number one real estate coaches for 2022 by Agent Magazine, which we didn't expect. So that was really nice as well. Thank you for your continued support, guys. We're doing our best to make it so that you make the best of this new changing market. You are in the right place at the right time. Now it's time for you to take the right actions. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. Hello. Thank you for having watched this video. Please remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's right. And don't forget to hit that like button, leave your comments and questions below, and we will get right back with you. Thank you for watching this video. Remember to watch the next one. You're going to love that one. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.